Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Today, we're talking NWA Saturday Night on TBS from February the 18th, 1989. We are coming off our Clash of Champions review that Doc and I did with longtime friend of mine, Robert Silva. Good show, fun show, but we're here to do another episode of Saturday Night, which happens to be right before the next pay-per-view, which will be up on our Patreon feed a few days after this one drops. With that said, uh, we are waiting on Harper to join us, and Doc and I needed to get started, so I'm sure Harper will be here soon. Doc, how are you? You know, if we'd have gone ahead with our plan and got rid of Harper and brought Silva in, we'd have a three-man booth right now. No, we're not. Silva is a punctual dude. Man, Silva is punctual. As you said, and I'll, this is the only thing I'll tease from the, from the actual Patreon show on The Clash that we did with him. Uh, you said uh, to him when he was five minutes early, man, you're breaking one stereotype at a time. That's nice, Doc. That's really nice. But it was fun. That was a fun little clash we did. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we had a good time. He was all right. I mean, I, I oh, could he tell was he was a little starstruck at first podcasting with me, but he got, you know, he settled down a little bit. Starstruck. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. All right. Whatever you say. How, how are you? How are you doing, Michael? Living the dream, brother. Just trying nah, to be blessed, be a blessing, taking things day by day. You know how it is. Yo, absolutely. I'm taking things beer by beer. Beer I by beer. Five, I got five beers here. When that when I'm done, show's over. Are we sure it's not White Claw by White Claw with you? No, no, because I've been doing the home delivery service, so I get plenty. Um, I, I've still got over two cases of beer out there. Now, the wife will drink that shit. Here's the other thing. I drank one of those her White Claws the other night because I was just like, it was cl- it was like the first thing I came across. I was just like, man, I can't even finish this after drinking like seven beers. It's just too, I don't know. Think, I think my fat infatuation with White Claw has passed. So basically what you're saying is you got tired of people um, beating you up about your love of White Claw. So you... Um... No, not really. Why would Who's beating me up? We're quarantined, son. Where would I go? The, Where's entire, the entire BTT army is making fun of your White Claw really? love. When do I hear what they have to say? Okay. This is a one-way transmission, pal. Okay. Hey. Hey, we're still in our birthday month, though, so... No, um, we're not. This is not going to air. This will air. 
This will air in July. The first. This is the so, first July. So we're in our birthday year. How about that? <laughs> now you really sound like our <laughs> wives. <laughs> well, hey, uh, in other news, in big news, I got to tell you, um, we're done, Mike. We have, we have, uh, we've reached the end, Elfine, of the uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling, haven't we? We are finished with Smoky Mountain. It is a 200 is out. We've gotten a lot of uh, kudos and uh, nice remarks from people in the army about, you know, what an accomplishment it is to put your mind to something. Yeah. And finish. Amazing. Amazing. What a run. You know, you know, I got heat um, earlier today for the podcast, right? Uh, yes, you told me because we. The, it happened to be where way to, finished way, to, way to sell it way to sell it so we could like tell the story and it'd be fresh for the people you just yep you told me well no no i mean you you obviously want to tell more about how lafonda no, gave you a hard time oh okay all right damn i didn't mean to upset you i just wish that i had somebody who could work in in the <laughs> ring with me who did you expect that's right. Take a sip of beer. Okay. While Doc is over there trying to figure out what direction he wants to go next, let me mention special shout out to our largest page contributors monthly disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, who it's almost time for him to come back on. Kyle O'Reilly, Mike Childry, Joe Ice, thank you for your generous patronage each and every month and basically being the sponsors of this show. And as we're rolling, I do have an email I want to read uh, from a uh, a wonderful listener this week. And Doc, you'll love this because of how he signed this thing. But I got I to gotta read this, you know, because I feel like all of us are struggling these days, whether it be uh, what's going on in the world and whatnot. So I want to I want to read this because it's pretty uplifting. So uh, this is from longtime listener and now patron member Tim Westcott. Tim says, Dear Mike, I'm happy to be supporting the show I know and love. You guys have helped me through some tough times, rough times, I'm sorry, via the show and especially the Facebook group. I'm able to afford... Uh, I'm able to afford to support you guys now because I've started to kick my habit of Colombian whites. I don't know if it'll be forever, but the walk of 1,000 miles starts with a single step. Besides the waste of money every week, I don't want to turn into that piece of crap Tommy Rich. As fun as being world champion for four days sounds, I'm not sucking anybody's dong. He puts in parentheses allegedly, so allegedly there. We don't know that for a fact. He says, thanks for everything you guys have done and continue to do. It reaches and helps more people than you know. I don't care if you want to read this on the show or even use my name. I'm not ashamed of what I've done. Hell, it was a lot of fun at times. He says, thanks again, Tim Dockaholic for life. That's how he signed it. And I want to say something before you react to this, Doc. You know, I've told the story. I don't hide from anything. Well, I've never been someone to partake in those things. Uh, my wife and mother-in-law and brother-in-law struggled because of my father-in-law's addiction to that same substance. So when I joke about Tommy Rich and that substance or any other wrestlers, I actually have some sympathy and empathy for them because I watched it or I didn't watch it, but I've heard the stories of how it ruined uh, my mother-in-law financially as uh, many years ago when my wife was just a little girl between like the ages of five and 13. So I I feel for you, Tim, and hey, man, one step at a time. Tim, hang in there. I know what the addiction does. I've seen it. Uh, I've heard the stories. So you hang in there, and um, we wish you nothing but the best. 
and defeating it completely. Doc, you got any Docholics this week? Thanks for the note, Tim. We're, we're glad to have you on the patron side. Glad we've helped you through some hard times. I do have a couple of spotlights. Um, man, the, the first one here is a strong, strong one. Um, it's for a tweet, but really it's more for as we wrap up Smoky Mountain, the entire body of work, if you will. Body of work. Uh, <laughs> the whole work stream. Um, I don't know what he goes by now. He was Journey Cornet for a while. Now he's, I can't read what he is now because I can't. So anyway, um, he thanked us for our terrific run in Smoky Mountain. Said he found us seven months in looking for a podcast because he would be up at night with his newborn. That's classy. He didn't know anything about Smoky Mountain outside a few Aftermag articles. And Journey Cornette, three and a half years later, has written 104 weeks of rhymes and haikus about the uh, Smoky Mountain episodes. And that guy did a lot, not as much work as us, but a lot of work, pal. So he gets the, the top spotlight tonight. He's impressive, the work that he did on it. <laughs> On his, uh, on his, I mean, you could tell by the detail of the rhymes that he was listening to this stuff and listening to it on a couple of levels for, for meaning, you know? Oh yeah. He took some, some, some detailed notes to be able to write those haikus and whatnot. So I'm with you. All right. Well, um, I've got another tweet here. I'd like to shout out, um, another, uh, intelligent individual, uh, Johnny villain. I don't know who that is, but I imagine like how awesome it must be. To just like naturally have your last name be a villain. That's pretty cool. BTT podcast. Hey, y'all. There is nothing better than when that Harlem Heat music hits. I like the part where she goes. Um, Okay. And we're ready for a new NWA Saturday night on TBS. You guys are the fucking greatest podcast ever. Not just wrestling podcast. That's a given. Greatest podcast, period. How about that? Yeah, ch- I retweeted it. I'm, we're changing yeah. lives, man. <laughs> I guess, uh, yeah. Making yeah, things yeah. better. All yeah. right. Well, we're not making things better. Well, we're not helping ourselves out in the in the household because we're in here, you oh know, locked God, up. That's a, yeah. Um, you know. Anyway, well, we we've take, got a couple. We take of, a beating on those things. Right. I mean, yeah. Anyway, uh, we have another five-star review out on the uh, the pod, the Apple pod thing. Woo! Um, it's from Spanner U2. Maybe he likes the band. Anyway, he says, love these guys. The funniest podcast out there with a mixture of old NWA wrestling talk and some of their own personal adventures. It has me laughing so hard. Keep up the good work. It's airtight, brother. His name is Brian Hanna. He's a Brit living in Illinois. Well. I saw that. Yeah. How about that? We got, we got And we got another one from... Uh, well, I'm going <laughs> to read that one too, pal. That, that's like this, this next one you read. I think that's the third or fourth one he's, he's written, <laughs> which is great. Why do you always break kayfabe right out here on the open channel? 
Well, I don't know how he's. It's like him and Chris Zapita. I don't know how they. I don't know how they write multiple reviews. If you have like a sign on, well, you're one sign on. I thought you can only write one, but hey, man, the way well. look, I'm not breaking kayfabe. If some of y'all out there have figured out how to leave more than one, please tell the rest of the people how to do it so they can do it too. Maybe do it over on the Facebook group where it's behind the wall. Well, he's a Brit living in Illinois, so I'm you know. I like I like the footy ball too. I uh, watched a little soccer match today with my team Liverpool, and we won and inched closer to the championship. So uh, I, I like those English folks. I wasn't anyway, referring we, to to him writing another five star review. I was referring to the next one. The next guy, yeah. Well, he entitled his Doc for Life. So you know this motherfucker is top shelf. <laughs> ECHBG24. That's my buddy Craig Norman. Okay. Hall of Fame patron. Hall of Fame. If y'all are tired with all the negativity in life, let these three legends brighten your day. Live, laugh, love, and be a blessing. I think that's a great way to end the spotlights right there. I think the next time you join a call, you should use that. Brother, I'm just here to live, laugh, love, and be a blessing. <laughs> you know down at the shoot job, I put, I have to pour it on a little thick, so sometimes it's not far off of that, pal. Oh, I know. Man, what, All right. Man, so, uh, you know, we're going to do the, uh, just so everybody knows, um, tonight's the go-home show for the Rumble. Chi-Town Rumble. So we're going to be doing the Rumble uh, Friday night, a couple of nights from now. So if you're a patron, and if you're not a patron and you want to hear pay-per-view quality, I mean, think how this is this is pay-per-view quality, but think how we crank it up for the pay-per-views. Yeah. The, well, in the Clash wasn't a pay-per-view, but that was a wild time, man. I mean, we were two hours of gold right there with silver so we yes, well we, we went we crank we, it up if you're not a patron we went 30 minutes before we ever um got to the matches turns out um silva is a hall and oats fan because you know he recognizes that white people invented r&b music <laughs> okay <laughs> And on that note, we did go 30 minutes uh, prior to we started even covering the matches. Doc was blown up after the next 30 minutes. Well, with all that said, I do have some actual shout-outs this week for our Patreon members. L.A. Neal, thanks for bumping up your pledge on Patreon. Enjoy those uh, WCW pay-per-views and the Clash of Champions that we do. And again, the one that's coming up. Super Dave Miller, thanks for signing up on Patreon, Super Dave. Kevin Nall, thanks for signing up on Patreon, Kevin. Johnny Villain, Patreon member already, bumped up his pledge. Tim Westcott, who I just read his email. He's a new BTT Hall of Fame member. And Michael Herndon, uh, he's already a BTT Hall of Fame member. He bumped up his pledge a little so i want to give a special shout out to all of them and like doc said if you want the next pay-per-view and the last clash of the champions that we just did that was sandwiched in between these last two episodes we're doing now go to tinyurl.com slash patreon btt and you can get access to all of those shows tinyurl.com slash patreon btt well doc um it's time for us to do some saturday night and i don't know where the piss hopper is who texted me at, you want me to break kayfabe on when he texted me? 
No, well, I don't care. My point is, is if he wasn't going to show up, we could have gotten started earlier. I, I, I'm not mad at him. I'm betting, I'm betting he's at, I'm betting he got caught up at work. I bet that's what happened. I'm, I'm almost positive. Because Harper will call me. He, he will call me to let me know. Hey, bruh. So that's the only thing I can think of. Now, so, if he, so if he the texts dancing me in, places are open again. <laughs> now, if he texts me in five minutes and says, "Bruh, I was on the toilet, bruh, my bad for the last fifteen minutes," then that'll be another story. Which he has done that before. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, I know. But anyway, um, we're twenty minutes into our time we were supposed to start. So there, there's that. If anybody wants to know why we're not waiting, uh, so. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I'll break kayfabe. Harper texted me about 50 minutes before we were supposed to cover a, what is this, Doc? A hour and 28 minute episode. And he said, brah, which episode is tonight? <laughs> God, I wish I could live like that. Wouldn't it be great? Jesus. I mean, I have to, I have to prep these and watch them a good two weeks in advance just to make sure I have the notes down and timestamps, all that good stuff. And Harper's like literally fifty minutes before we're supposed to record an eighty-eight minute episode. <laughs> Brah, which episode I is it? I don't think people understand that Harper's really Harper. It's awesome, actually. That's why I'm saying it. It's not complaining. It's funny. Ooh, all right. So, um, Doc, anything else before we go into Saturday night? Well, this was 88 minutes. That's going to hurt it later. Um, really wish we could have had the Braves or the Falcons or Georgia Tech or the Hawks or somebody playing shit. We're getting close to baseball, so trust me, there's going to be a long stretch of, you know, the 41 to 44, 45-minute shows coming up. In which okay. you're going to be like, oh, dig, you're going to be in heaven. It's the, well, it's the best way to. We've talked about this for five years now, but it's the best way to package wrestling. Is in a forty-eight minute. Those Smoky Mountains were perfect because if they're done right and they're hot and they're done well, I can't wait for next week. But man, at eighty-eight minutes, I'm like, Jesus Christ! How much longer is this shit? Who haven't who haven't we seen shit? Well, in uh, the tough part this week was, you know, like we did last week show. And then right after that, we we covered a two hour clash. So we got that in and then we had to get this in and then we got to we got to get the the pay-per-view in. So here's the thing, man. I'm not complaining. I'm just state. I'm stating the fact that back in 89, when we're kids, it's like, give me more, more, more. But when you grow up, you're like, God damn, I got to sandwich that into a lot of other things. Well, and, and now that we're going to start our second promotion since Smoky Mountain's done, I mean, when are we going to find <laughs> That's That's a lie, folks. We're not ever going to do another show ever again. <laughs> and, and here's the real problem. The only show that we were interested in doing is already being done. By two of the main stars of the show we were talking about doing the show on. So there's no point in that either. Tell the people what you're talking about because I've gotten no less than 60 messages. Either email, the Facebook page, or Twitter from people going, Hey, do you know about? I knew about it. That's why I never answered any of them because I didn't feel like answering 60 people. Um, but well, tell them what we're talking Bobby about. Bacala- 
turns out that Bobby Bacala and Christopher Moltisante have a uh, have a podcast where they're going through The Sopranos so it, and watching them, and it's like, well, guess we're gonna download them just like you download us because there's no point in doing one if they're doing one. <laughs> Kind of be like Tommy Rich and our listener earlier in the show doing a podcast on cocaine. If they're going to do it, why would we? Okay. Hey, I think Hopper's on. Holy shit. Look at him. He's here right in time. He comes running in, lacing his boots while he's running. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. How many, how many minutes late, Doc? Tell the people. Uh, 21. We were going <laughs> to send Shark Boy to the ring, but since you're here, I guess go ahead. All right. Let's see if I can get him. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Ed. <laughs> hey, I can already say, let me predict. He's going, what y'all doing? Uh, hanging around. There he is. Hi. You doing, Hopper? What y'all doing? We're I'm recording. Deuce. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Doc. Doc. What did I say he was going to say? Yep. Well, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, you get all geeked up for the uh big Shytown Rumble this weekend? Yeah, I, I, I was born already. I it's can't wait to, to see it, Sting and Ron Simmons. Uh, well, you've got it a little bit confused there. Oh. It's I mean, oh, the other go oh, shit, Mike. The other. Uh, you want to finish <laughs> that statement? No, he does not want to finish it. Butch Reed. There you go. There you go. Well, I'm right now in the middle of that match, and I got to tell you. um... Yeah, that's what I figured. That's nice. Remember I texted y'all the other night and said I tried to fast forward 10 seconds, and it took me 12. (laughs) Yeah, fuck that. All right, so we're... (laughs) Harper, it sounds like you're doing great. Sounds like I'm you're a couple great. of pounds, you're a couple of pounds lighter after that shit. Yeah. Um, we are starting the show that you didn't watch, and we're I gonna did watch re- it. So you watched an 88 minute show in 55 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. If you're listening on a Patreon video, you got to download the whole episode this week and this whole intro we just cut. You'll get the joke that Doc just just asked Hopper, but go ahead, Doc. No, no, I'm ready, man. I've been here now. I've been sitting in this chair for 30 minutes. I'm ready to be getting into this. Me too. I want to see some Vincent Young. So, oh God, we'll get to that shortly. Um, so what you're seeing right now is, if you're watching on the Patreon video, the way the show opens up, it opens up with Ric Flair coming to the ring from the Clash of Champions that Doc and I just reviewed. Um, and of course, no, it didn't freeze. I thought it did. So Doc and I just reviewed that Clash. It was a tremendous angle that they shot with Steamboat and Flair at the Clash. Great, great stuff. So they show a clip of that. They don't get too far into it, but it was really good. Um, We discussed, like I said, the segment at length. And then we head to the studio where we got Jim Ross and Magnum again. Steamboat cuts a quick promo and tells us in 48 hours he's going to have the biggest match of his career. And Steamboat says Flair always likes to say, uh, to be the man, you have to beat the man. But he's on a one-man island. And honestly, the promo was meh. And that's all I have. Doc, you... You've been saying it now for weeks. We're not here because we want to hear 
Rick Steamboat cut promos. I sure ain't. I'm here for what we're about to see in two nights when we record that Chi-Town Rumble and that match they have. Dear God. That's Is that potentially the greatest wrestling match of all time? Yeah. I can't I don't know if I'll say that because there's a lot of great wrestling matches, but I'll be damned if we're gonna talk but about it's in, but it's in the discussion and that's got me excited, I'm not gonna lie. Yes. To watch those two chop each other. Mm. Oh my god. It's Oh that's it. You're we, saying it's sexual, huh? Mm. Oh my god. It's just poetry. It's in, like in motion. You know how what? like uh Doc, what's your favorite group? Uh of what? So, like rock of and roll or, or music. Music. <laughs> no comment. Um I'd say oh, that's a tough one for a guy like me. Sound it's probably uh, Soundgarden's in there, the Rolling Stones in that sixty eight to nineteen seventy two period. Um th- that's that's the Rolling Stones and Soundgarden probably do a pretty good job of summing up what I'm into. Well, that's there's some other make, bands that are that are not as well known, but we'll we'll go with those. They make music in that ring. Those two are are two two of the best dance partners of all time. So they're like Jodeci. Baby, that's won't nice. you just stay for they're like me too? Uh, Black Street, remember them? Black Story. No. <laughs> Good God. Forever, my lady. Ooh, yeah. Anyway, all right. There's nobody. Going. There's nobody listening to that that's buying into forever, my lady. Uh, oh, I that's thought you were nice. gonna say that nobody knows the song. I was like, I know Michael Angel knows the song for about eight to ten minutes, my lady. Okay. We know how y'all do it in the hood. All right. Well, we Come go to the on. first. We go to the first match. It's Cornette's Midnight Express. They defeat uh, David Heath and Brett Holiday. Paul Lee is on commentary for a minute. He does some yapping. They still ain't got this pitcher-in-pitcher BS ironed out as usual. Paul Lee says that they're going to take down Cornette. And Paul Lee says he's got a clause in his contract that as long as he is still here come February 21st, that Paul Lee uh, is going to make a lot of money. So anyway, I... This pitcher and pitcher just kills me. I can't. I, we, we've complained about it enough, so I'm gonna leave it alone. But anyway, uh, Doc, any thoughts on the uh, midnight Cornets midnight versus uh, David Heath and Brett Holiday? Bro, at some point, Corny just heads into the ring. Like, let's go. Yeah. You can't. Crowd is fired up though here. Yeah, which is, dude. Which is nice. Um, Corny and is giving some at Pauly throughout the match. Uh. I don't have a time stamp, but you got to get to the pen because Stan does some great dick dancing. <laughs> right after they pin him, there's some dick dancing. Uh oh, that's too far. Okay, let's see if that's it. We're about to we're about to get it here. Here's the sequence because he's going up to the top. Bobby Eaton, he's about to fly. What do you call it? The Vegematic. So. Real quick, Hopper, does Stan uh-huh. dancing ever get old? No, it doesn't. <laughs> Here, Here it comes. comes. <laughs> Giving him something <laughs> he can feel. He looks like a jive, he looked like a jive tone there. Wait, 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 wait. Hopper's over there singing uh um in vogue. <laughs> <laughs> Giving him something he can feel. 
Oh, that's nice, Hopper. All right. All right. Any um, any I'm other thoughts? Are you diversified? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts on the match, Hopper, from you? No, but a lot of these matches go really long. They do. They do. Well, you got 88 fucking minutes to get there. God damn. <laughs> Let's go now to the Varsity Club. They've got a promo they're going to cut after the midnight uh, win their match. And here is Kevin Sullivan and crew. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to World Championship Wrestling. We're going to see Danny Spivey, the newest member of the Varsity Club, in action. If you were with us here this morning, you heard his introduction from his mentor, Kevin Sullivan. One of the greatest athletes ever from the University of Georgia. But what I want to get to, you know, Jim Russ, I've been having a reoccurring dream. Let me tell you about my dream. See, when I lay my weary head down at night on the pillow, I wake up in a real cold sweat and goosebumps are all over me because it's the same dream. You see, it's Chicago. The building's packed. People are screaming. And there's Huck, who's afraid of nothing, and Animal, who's beaten up everybody in his life. But I hear this horrible bone screaming slap. And I look down, and there's Huck's arm broken and I'm holding it and there's Dr. Death he has animals arm and he's using it as a toothpick you see road warriors you can't bully us around you can't bully people that can't be bullied because fear isn't in our hearts you see the only thing in our hearts road warriors is evil you talk about you're the evil ones well, in Chicago, finally, you're going to meet the masters, the boys that invented the word evil. Hawk, Animal, I'll be glad to see you in the Chicago. Tell them, big man. Hey, Road oh Warriors, sound like you guys got some problems, dudes. Hey, you guys have got a whole lot of trouble coming your way. And when Kevin and the good doctor gets on you and plays a little howdy duty on your coconut, oh, oh, you guys, I see nothing but hard times coming your way. Well, Jim Ross, look at everybody in the varsity club. We're smiling. We're laughing. Because you know why? We are confident. We're very confident. We know what it takes to beat the road warriors. We know to get right to the bottom of the line. We know when we get you upset, when we get you so bad, you lose all total concentration. As simple as that, you'll go down for a one, two, three. When you talk about confidence, you talk about the right thing in the varsity club because Steiner, the belt is mine and I'm gonna get it back real soon. All right, fans, uh, Danny Spivey will be uh, making his way to the ring in a moment. Doc, please give me some Danny Spivey thoughts. So let's take a really hot, awesome unit that's just cut a great promo where they're ready to go toe-to-toe with the Road Warriors. I mean, everybody else out there but Spivey cut a good promo. Yep. This is two weeks in a row for Dr. Death. So apparently he's in his environment. Rotunda's playing his position, 
and Sullivan just said he was going to break arm Hawk's arm off, and said then, we don't fear you. And he said, um, you know, if you if you think you're evil, you'll meet the master of evil. Sullivan was just real good there, and good lord, Spider. So let's just take it. let's take this goofy bastard and throw him in there. Yeah, well. <laughs> He's what the greatest athlete in the history of uh, Georgia Bulldog football. Fuck Herschel Walker. Fuck Herschel Walker. That was terrible. Mm-hmm. Harper, what did you think? That's, man, he's just goofy. And he used to fucking Dusty Rose line. Yeah. Yeah. He well, seems the most cartoonish out of all of them. He well, that haircut. Yeah. He just looks like he's playing wrestler. Uh, he's a big dude. Why didn't why why won't he just stand there and not talk? Like, God, that would have been so much better if he just would have stood there and not said. Sullivan that. Sullivan went out there and knocked that shit straight out of the yeah. park. And Dr. Death yeah. was really solid. And that's really probably the best you're going to get from Dr. Death. So he just did his best. And then Rotunda is just doing what he's supposed to do. <laughs> what? Let me tell you. I got... Well, and here's another problem. He's a big bastard and all, and he's new. But let me tell you something else. In this match he has... He's limping around the ring already, like his left knee is broken in two. So don't get Come too on. excited. Come on. That's a quality opponent. That's a larger man than he had last week. He took forever with a jobber. Well, I'm not gonna I'm not putting that on him. They stretch a lot of these out, but the 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 thing I'll go back to is like look, I mean in fairness, I've I was never a Spivey fan, but you know, the varsity club as far it's back hot. as is we we it, from its formation, I it, I truly forgot how much I really liked it. Like, cause I guess I hadn't seen it in so long. But like, as we rewatched week in week out, I'm like, man, these guys are good. Sullivan uh-huh. is the perfect leader for them. Rotunda, the switch to put Rotunda into the varsity club and in you know from that terrible gimmick he was doing before, and even Doctor Death being there was fine as long as he doesn't cut long promos. Steiner was great in the varsity club. The split from the varsity club from Steiner was fantastic. God, then they put Spivey in there, who's the biggest one out of any varsity club member, and it makes no sense to me. I don't care how you slice it. It's just they don't need him right now. I don't care what anybody. I don't. This guy, and if they did want to add him, do not put a microphone in front of his face. I don't have to last long with him, huh? As a varsity well, club member, define how define last long when you say. I don't that. know. These six minutes so far seem like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, Hopper, he's 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 with them for a few months, man, at least from what I remember. And I'm who's I'm, this again, referee? I was thinking the same thing. They got with the mullet. I can't remember his name. He's someone new, huh? I can't remember his name for nothing. I know exactly who he is, and I don't remember his name. Um, but 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 get used to Spivey. He's not gonna disappear in like two or three weeks. He's not gonna do a Dick Murdoch on you. Oh, fuck. nothing against Murdoch. He's just he he would come in and out. I don't, that's the only reason why I say that. Um, I just your thoughts, Harper, on Spivey's promo, if anything. 
Yeah, he was the worst one out, out of all of them. It was a turd. Yeah. Dude, he squeezed out a wet turd into a punch bowl and tried to say it tasted good. No, no thanks, bro. What? What? What are you talking about? This is bad. Okay, so Spivey beats Tony Suber. Oh, my God, this match was slow and long. Yeah. Slow and long. Um, Here it comes. Boom. Slow and long, and he wins right here. And he pins him facing the fucking wrong way. (laughs) Next, we go to Lex Luger. It's short. I don't have anything from it other than to say he's bone dry when the promo starts, and he's fairly dry once it ended. It was like, um, it was actually like Lex was comfortable. He wasn't, um, wasn't nervous, and he didn't start sweating. Doc, what did you think? I'm thinking he's got to be a little disappointed and disgusted that he's only going for the U.S. title here coming up. Because I would imagine he sees himself as the main eventer and frustrated with Steamboat. And he got sent down a notch, if you want to count it, when Steamboat comes in. Yeah. That is true. So you think he's mad? Do y'all think he's mad right here? I don't think he's mad, but he's just like, Wouldn't you be? I mean, not my fucking checks keep on. Right. That's okay. You're asking the the wrong one that question. Yeah, but these guys aren't on guaranteed contracts yet. Hold on. Hold on. Luger was, wasn't he? That whole guaranteed contract thing is like the biggest myth when they say, oh, no, they don't have guaranteed contracts until such and such. He's getting a regular check weekly at this point. But my point is, because I think I've heard Jim Ross say that before. My point is, um, I'm like Harper. I don't care if the check keeps clearing. Yeah, bro. Pin me, pay me, whatever. I go face on a. F- I, I take on the uh, cruel, cruel, cruel connection every night if those checks keep fucking clearing. Yeah. Now, now, if you want to give me a pay cut, that's a different story. But, yeah. But you are dealing with a different level of ego with some of these guys too. So I can, I can see how Lex might get angry because he went from main event with flair and going for the nwa title to now it's u.s title territory so i can see i can see what you're saying uh any other thoughts though on luger right there hopper no i mean you you, you know meat and potatoes yeah doc you or can we go to steamboat and jerry price well real quick you know i said that spivey was limping around the ring earlier says here on his wiki page that he was trying to play professionally in the NFL and was drafted by the Jets. Yeah. But he uh, had a severe knee injury in his junior year at Georgia. Now, he was an All-American defensive end in his sophomore years, so that's not bullshit. See? That's great. His promo still sucked. (laughs) Now, get this. It says here he spent several years working a number of jobs in Tampa. Before meeting Dusty Rhodes, who offered to to help him train him. So maybe that's where he learned that. Hard times. Oh, yeah, that's true. And I wonder just, what, his, what his major was. Uh, kinesiology. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just so everybody knows. Wow. This is going to surprise you. He's got he, a master's degree. No, I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> He's 36 years old. Here? Right here? Yeah. Damn, that's old. 
I wouldn't have guessed that. Wow. He's a big son of a gun. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they just need to keep the mic away from him. And they're not going to. He's going to have more promos like the one you just saw, if my memory is correct. Mm. And you can be that's, like, oh, God. That's disappointing. It is. It really is. The next match yeah, is. is Ricky Steamboat, who defeats, by no surprise, Jerry Price. Doc, any this thoughts guy from did it? good. He did. Yeah. Doc, your thoughts on it? Didn't he bring his kid out? Yeah, because it was uh, take your kid to uh, work uh, week. <laughs> week. They and tried to talk to the kid. They tried to talk to the kid. The kid cut about as good a promo as his dad does. That's nice, dude. Can I say something else though? And Doc, we talked about this on the Clash review that we did. If they don't stop cutting to the crowd every freaking 20 to 30 seconds, I'm going to scream. They got to show the fucking reaction. Dude. They got to show the kids. It's so excessive, though. Now, they haven't done it here for about 30 seconds, but right before oh, this, right before this, for like in about a 40 second span, they went to the crowd four times. That same like, black kid on. wearing that sweatshirt that says, I, I assume it's, it's a local college. There they are. Look at them. Having fun down at the matches. Yeah. Down at the matches. All right, Doc. Any other thoughts on this? Be there. Wait, what? Any other thoughts on this match? No, I mean, he's getting his tune-up in. He's getting his work in before. He's, he's just gotten back to the Fed. He's got to get his... Uh, got to get his work in his reps dude is that like the third beer you're on already i've heard that thing come on man three times <sighs> modello man it goes down smooth i had to quit drinking corona i didn't want to get sick <laughs> come on all right so the <laughs> next match is the row warriors who defeat ned brady and julio barrera you know, let me tell you something, and I'm trying to get to it. The, the one side effect of these the new pads here is... They can't rush them. Yeah, I said the same thing. I was like, yeah. man, they got to get in there and get these things off because, I, I, man, I'm getting out of there. I don't care if you run at me with those damn spikes on. That's a rhino charging you at that point. Like, Do I play it off? Do I da-da-da-da? Okay. Go, 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 yeah, go. like... Having the spikes on slows them down from what they're designed to do. I never notice it. And in fairness, like I didn't. To, it's like it's a lot like having to stop to put a rubber on. That's that. nice. Harper knows. Yeah, really, right? <laughs> Harper, is that how you feel? I mean, it, you know, I haven't had to do that for a long time, so I, I, yeah. You know. I mean, y'all don't wear condoms, huh? No. <laughs> I'm married, dude. No. Yeah, me too. And, you know, wait, Mike wait, Ray, wait, 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 what do you mean, you two? You're Nothing. not mad. What you about to say, Doc? Go ahead. Say something stupid. I was just going to ask him if he's still stretching that girl's hind parts out. That's nice. <laughs> Inappropriate. Grow up. Uh-oh, that, that must mean he's made her his girlfriend. Uh-oh. Are y'all still hanging and banging? Look at that yeah, standing drop kick. 
Yeah, I know, dude. He got fucking high. And that's a nice move when he can pull that off. Actually, this move right here, when Hawk levels this dude, kills me. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, dude. That's he looks like, like a linebacker with a with a running back coming across the middle who just ran into a brick wall. Look at this. Bam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Flatten that dude. Just check uh, them. That's oh. great. Then he, okay. Here comes this fucking dude. This guy. So, uh, you want to continue, Doc? You were asking Hawk or something, and I, I don't. Are you don't still know. hanging with your girl that you've been with for a while? Yeah. All right. That sounds sexy. It does. <laughs> it's nice. Well, you know. Yeah. Maybe we should have her on the air sometime. Yeah, maybe so. No, yeah. no, thank you. No. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, I heard that you like to get stretched out anally. What? Stop, uh, what? 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 That would, Come on, that Doc. Would first, that would be my first question. Can wow. you grow up? God. What is wrong with you? Exactly. Jesus. I'm just saying. Any other thoughts on the Road Warriors, Doc? I mean... No, I really like that standard drop kick from Animal. That's that's very impressive. Uh, they're obviously tuned up and ready for the Varsity Club. I'm tuned up to watch it. Let's do this damn thing. Yeah, I'm I'm in agreement with you. Well, we heard Sullivan earlier, but now we got to hear from the Road Warriors because you know that's the match. So let's see what's what's happening. Both the U.S. Tag Titles and the World Tag Team Championship. Jim Ross, over our sticking dead bodies, will you ever win these titles from us, Kevin Sullivan? Now you come out here and kid yourself, calling yourself bullies, pretending you ain't afraid. But we know because you wouldn't be out here talking about it if you weren't afraid. Doctor out here saying, oh, we're laughing. We're smiling. That's it. Show everybody your teeth. Because in Chicago, we make us knock them right out of your stinking mouth. Tell them, huh? You know something, precious Paul? Why do you think Danny Spivey, dangerous, dangerous Danny Spivey, is all of a sudden on the scene? Well, it's... It's obvious to me, it must be to everybody, they need help, Hawk. You see, that's the big difference between the animal and the hawk, is they need help, and we don't. Right, Hawk? We don't need no help. We'll take the three, you stinking... I wish I could say close, wasn't it? Listen, Danny Spivey, you might have been a Georgia Bulldog, but when we get done with you in Chicago, you'll be bull squat. You know, Jim Ross, Kevin Sullivan. Sorry, Jaworski. You're not listening to Panama Jack. You can do what that thing you do when you relieve yourself some other way. Um, Doc, any thoughts on the Road Warriors right there? I guess they really are faces again, in my opinion, as you can hear it. Boy, no kidding. Um, but I also like the fact that, well, you know, last week they were awesome throwing chairs around and just they're pissed. Now it's like, okay. Y'all are scared, so you brought in the jabroni. We're going to whip his ass, too. They kind of... Mm. Okay, so after the back and forth, they still won that round because Spivey made him lose. 
good point. Hate to say it. Uh, Hopper, any any thoughts from you? I'm ready to see this shit. Or are you going to be able to watch it before Friday when we record? I'll probably watch it tomorrow. It's long, pal. It's two and a half hours. God damn, it's like Raw. Well, it's a pay-per-view. It's no. I, I, what do you mean, no? Raw is three Raw. hours, pal. Well, Raw is three hours and much harder to get through, in my opinion. That's right. I mean, the two matches I've watched so far, I didn't give anything away. They're not great, but they're better than anything you'd see on Monday night by a country mile. Yeah. Cunt, country mile. Cunt tree. That's nice, Doc. What? Well, unfortunately, the midnight midnight thing is a popcorn fart because of, you know, Dennis not Problem. showing up. But Problems. Yeah, yeah. But we'll get into that as we get into it. So, okay. Let's keep going. Uh, Sting comes out, and he defeats Max MacGyver. Uh, Butch Reed actually comes out on commentary for a minute and tells him tells us that uh, uh, Sting is he's going to bruise Sting's war paint. I think was his his word yeah. to use. I was like, okay, at the Shy Town Rumble. So there's that. Um, by the way, Doc, we're only a few months away from Sting finally winning his first title, and I'll, I won't say anything more uh, in regards to Sting's first title. Uh, I know you can't wait. Called Sting. Yes. Called Sting. He cut a anyway. hell of a Ric Flair like promo at the uh, Clash. Well, you know, let's leave it alone for now. Uh, you can hear that on the Patreon channel, tinyurlcom Patreon BTT. Doc, any other thoughts on Sting and Max MacGyver right here? No, not really. I mean, I'm kind of interested in Hacksaw and, and Sting. We'll see how it goes. All right. Harper, you any thoughts on Sting right there? No. Nothing. I mean, I, I kept waiting to uh, see what college football teams this guy played for. I was like, <laughs> okay, he finally fucking said it. <laughs> Middle Tennessee right. State. And on that note, let's go to Ric Flair, Barry Windham, Hiro Matsuda, who are out here now. Here it is. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to World Championship Wrestling. We will be joined here, and as we are being joined, by the world's champion, the U.S. champion, and Mr. Matt Suda. And I'm sure that your men are more than ready for Monday night. Yes, uh, Mr. Ross. Uh, Yamazaki Corporation invests big money on a champion. I have an obligation to protect their investment. So whatever we take, we will defend our championship belt. Our championship belt, I did hear that. You know, I'm sure that the Nature Boy has a whole lot to say, but what I have to say is I'm going to go in here and teach this young man in the ring, and I'm going to show him exactly what I'm going to do to Lex Luger on February 20th. All right, well, Barry Wynn will be in action here in just a moment. 48 hours away, champ, and champ, thats I know you really enjoy that, and we enjoy calling oh, you that. Oh, you know I do, Jim Ross. Monday night, and keep in mind, as we've all been informed, we're talking about 48 hours from right now. And when your name is Ric Flair and someone tells you that your whole life is in front of you in 48 hours, you know, woo, I'm going to spend it the way I like it. That's the bottom line. I'm going to be in Chicago in the longest limousine money can buy. I'm going to fly into Chicago in the nicest Learjet money can buy. I'm going to style and profile along Rush Street with some of the most beautiful women 
that Chicago has to offer. The bottom line is Ric Flair, the world's heavyweight wrestling champion, is going to live life the way he feels a world champion should. Steamboat, we are exact opposites. Don't misunderstand me. I respect your family. And most of all, Steamboat, I respect you. Because, bud, you are a quality athlete. But Monday night, and let me say it one more time, when you walk that aisle, remember this. Woo! To be the man, you've got to beat the man. One more thing, diamonds are forever. Woo! And so, with Ric Flair, baby, remember that. Woo! All right, fans, the United States Heavyweight Champion Barry Windham is in the ring. Let's go. Were y'all popping on a dude in the crowd? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's his hype man. <laughs> I'm going to call bullshit on. Back in my day, people knew to cheer for the, the baby faces. Yeah, there's some myths out there that just aren't true. It started a lot earlier than people would have you believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It didn't start with the fucking attitude error. And everything wasn't airtight brother either. Now, wait a minute. It sure was. <laughs> uh, that guy was funny, though, man. Rick's hype. Yeah. <laughs> what was he saying, Hopper? Like, there you go. <laughs> Basically, he would say it before he did. Dude, you know what it sounded like? I know neither one of y'all have ever been in a black church. No. <laughs> Tell it fast. Preach it. Let me. Let me. Ask Go ahead. This. Keep going. What would, ha what would happen right. if I? What ha would happen if this Sunday I just walked into a black church? Nothing. 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 No. I mean, you might get some strange looks, but ass cracker. You. you, you you're in the house of worship, so you're not going to be all right. Yeah. Have you ever read a story? Like, somebody's going to pull out a story and send it to me, so I, maybe I'm not going to say it. I say, have you ever read a story online where it's reported that a white man walked into a black church, a, like a, predominant, a, a predominantly Afri African-American church, and was beaten because he walked in? No, I mean, I, I don't think I've never read anything like that. Has it happened? Maybe. I don't know. But, no, you'd be all right. How do you get away with it? That's nice. <laughs> That's nice, Doc. Uh, oh, man. So, but that he, he, Hopper nailed it. That dude was Rick's hype man. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you tell him, Rick, go ahead. <laughs> he was. Uh, and they keep going to the crowd. Yeah, Hopper, any other thoughts on Ric Flair right there leading up to his uh, first match with Steamboat? Uh, I mean, be honest, it, it, it's sounding like stuff that we've heard before. Yeah, I agree. Doc, what about you? Well, uh, why are we doing the pay-per-view on Monday night? I said that during the clash because they had mentioned it during the clash. It's uh, very weird. Different time, man. 
Hey, I got to well, you're going to need to run back during this part, but um I want to talk oh, something about Jesus this. Jesus Christ. But anyway, um you know, Rick's out there saying, this is this is I I'm, it's 48 hours away. I'm taking it serious too cuz this is what I believe in. But I'm going to style my way in. I'm going to profile my way in. And then he put Steamboat over like, hey, you're a great you're a great wrestler too. He's doing all the things. Huh? Give me this timestamp you want. Oh, I just wanted to talk about the guy in the ring. That guy, that guy was like the worst out of all of them. Better this week. Or do I tell you about I'm, I'm going to tell you what I'm about to tell you. You're going to be careful with that. Barry Wyndham defeats uh, Alan Kinsey. What are you about to tell us, Doc? Uh, Alan Kinsey went on to become the sheriff in Bowman, South Carolina. Okay. He's law enforcement, pal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for him. Yeah. Uh oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 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 Look at that guy. Look at this. Look at that guy. Look at that guy. <laughs> Wait a second. Let's go back to that dude. I don't know why, but that made me laugh very hard. He looks like he's got some Lou Ferrigno, Incredible Hulk in him, but he's just—he's already wearing a Shy Town Rumble shirt. Yeah, so he looks a little special to me. Uh... What? I don't know, but why do you think he looks special? What does that mean? He looks so... Uh, yeah, what's that supposed to mean, Michael? Like, he looks... He looks... Touched? He just looks weird, man. Touched? Is that what you mean? Think what kind he's... of special? And that's his dad sitting next to him. You mean he's special because he gets to sit on the front row? I don't know. You know that the chick to the left of him, that's the one that... I think that's the lady that Rick pulled out the crowd that time and said... This is Dusty Rhodes' kayfabe girlfriend. Actually, it would be on his. Happening. It would be on his right. I mean, what I'm looking at to the left, it's his right. Okay, you're like a grammar Nazi. That's great, Doc. I know the difference between there, there, and there. Two, two, and two. So Barry Windham defeats Alan Kinsey, and then we're gonna go to a promo in a second. I'm sorry, I'm laughing at this dude. What dick? There he goes, cracking his neck. Cracking that yeah. neck. He's a if he's special, he's got special strength too. He's a big guy. Nice duck. Oh boy. Okay. Can we go to Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express now and Stan Lane yeah. out there in his coat again? Jesus Christ, the duster is back. Let's go to Corny and Stan in the midnight. Back here, ladies and gentlemen, and as the countdown continues to Chicago, I know that Bobby Eaton and I know that Stan Lane are ready for the fight of their life. Because they want to keep this man around. Well, you know something? It's the biggest risk we've ever taken in our career. The biggest match, Chi-Town Rumble. The guy that gets pinned in that six-man tag, brother, is leaving the NWA. And Bobby and Stan have had enough faith in me to make me their partner. And, brother, I ain't going to let them down. I ain't going to let you down, Stan. You know, Jim, I don't think it's any big secret. I think the word is out now that Bobby and I don't like Dennis Condry and Randy Rose. And all the things they've done to us over the past couple of months, all the backstabbing comments, all the back jumping, we know has been orchestrated by one guy, and that's Paul E. Dangerously. So let me tell you something, Paul E. I'm going to kick your head so many times in Chicago, you're going to look like one of those dogs in the back seat of a 1956 Buick doing this. And I'm going to let Bobby come in there, and he's going to jump off that top rope, 
and you're going to be flatter than your girlfriend, and then we're going to tag in this man right here. <laughs> oh, man, and Paul, I didn't do that. Oh, God. Okay. What's that mean? It just locked up. I didn't do that. Damn. He was rolling, too. Hold on. Let me see if I can get it back. This is the thing. God, what a... Flatter than your girlfriend. That's nice, Stanfield. Come on, not up. on this show. Not on this show. Jesus Christ, this we like a big and busty on this show, huh? Flatter than your yeah. girlfriend, and then we're gonna tag in this man right here, and you're gonna meet your maker. Let me tell you something, Dennis Condry and Randy Rose. You ain't never seen a day on your best day that you can shine these men's boots. <laughs> and Paulie Dangerously, you ain't never seen a day if you ever dreamed that you could take Jim Cornette's place. Then you better wake up and apologize, brother. And Chi-Town Rumble, I'm going to look in the mirror on Monday morning at the scars that you put on my face, Paulie Dangerously, and they're going to do the same thing. And then we're going to get to that arena real early, and we're going to think, and we're going to plan, and we're going to plot what we're going to do to you. Now, Dennis Codman, Randy Rose, I know that you realize I'm the weak link. You can beat me just like that, and everybody knows if I go, we all go, brother. But by the same token, they put their faith in me. And I trust them to keep Conrad Rose away from me. And Polly, I'm going to get a hold of you. And when I'm finished, win or lose, you're going to know that you've got guts. There's only going to be one Midnight Express and one Big Mouth Manager on the 21st. And it's going to be us. Yeah. You're looking at them. All right, the best of luck to the gentlemen fans. Let's go up to the... Dude, they're over his faces. They're popping for him. Stan was really great there, too. I mean, yeah. for him to step in and cut that promo. Here's the thing, man. And I'm telling you this. The, there's four title matches at Chi-Town Rumble. And I want to see all fucking four of them. Yeah, I know. Huh? The belts are on the line. It's behind the paywall. And I'm ready. And I just want to know where the Western States Heritage belts are. <laughs> Larry still has it. Yeah, it's a good pay per view, man. The belts are on the line. It's it's good stuff, man. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Sign up. That way you can get the last clash, this coming pay per view that we're doing, and you can get even more, all of the clashes that we've done. Good stuff. Uh Stan was on it right there. God, that that line, oh my God. He's flatter than his girlfriend. Come on, Stan. Grow up. Hey, he's talking in the building. Hell yeah. It's too bad that feud just. Oh, yeah, no. So, um, Harper, your any other thoughts on Stan's outfit or or his line there? Well, I could tell you, dude. Once with Cornette, got that microphone. That that crowd came alive, man. They are over his faces. Yeah. I mean, it's it's remarkable how 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 they are faces remarkable it's just it's yes. really it's it's they've got all of this wrong what do you mean everybody who's supposed to be booed is getting cheered i know right? no that's true huh no, no no it makes sense that corny's getting cheered you gotta remember they got busted open by paulie when they when they entered so and if you remember through no fault of theirs when the road warriors beat the piss out of them they were just so sympathetic i mean it was like god you had to feel sorry for them the way they got beat down so it makes I, I think it makes sense for Corny to get to get cheered. 
because of all the promos he's cut as a babyface. Remember that one where he held his, his freaking racket up like he was in church and the crowd went silent? Like, that's that's good stuff. The Road Warriors just were never going to be heels. There's no way you were going to turn them. There was nothing you could do. But Corny, it makes sense to me. I think it's fine. The problem is the damn feud is about to just go kaput, and there's never a real payoff because of how it ends when we do the pay-per-view. And that's that. We'll talk about that then, though. Any other thoughts, Doc, on the promo, though, from Corny? No, they've done a sufficient job of getting me ready for Monday night. Well, we go from this to Vincent Young dancing to the ring to defeat Trent Knight. Um, thank God, I will tell you, you won't. This guy won't be here for long, uh, so don't good. get too used to the break dancing. Can you explain, uh, you know, what we're looking at here to the people? The dancing. And, I don't. I mean, he's doing the snake, the the wave, the. He looks like a young Gary Young with USA tights on, like Apollo Creed and Rocky Four. No, and those just ain't doing, Apollo tights. And looks like Mike Mills dancing. Dude, I don't dance that bad. Yeah, you do. Come on, mm. bro. That guy. This guy is so lame. I don't know what else to say. This guy sucks, I, man. Man. Where'd he come from? He can okay, wrestle. So Go ahead, Doc. I, I think, but I'm I not sure, up something. that this may be Jay Strongbow's son. Really? I really? did a little research. Hey, I found okay. out that the other guy earlier was a sheriff in South Carolina. I think I it's <laughs> what? Uh-oh. Oh, Baldwin for... Wallace. What's that? I could have no problem from Vito. Believe me. <laughs> I'll probably play that for you later. I've watched it like ten times today. <laughs> when Paulie goes, son of a bitch. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry so, to get sidetracked. So we, I just this did guy's it. got. I think this guy has some slick moves. I guess he's that's all trying. I think. It's he's a good wrestler. I'm you, not trying to knock him. It's just you the, the know, great... but you know that when you saw the Vincent Young versus Trent Knight, we all three went, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, I clicked on it just to see what the fuck it was. It's not yeah. um, I don't want to say it's like the the cartoon stuff from like the WWF, but. Just him with the break dancing, I just was like, oh, man, I don't know. And he's Dude, not that bad. Was for, the, for the job that, guy. Yeah, but, but that, was, that was funky fresh back then. No. I don't know. No. What, what was this, 90? Nah. Hey, this is 89. Yeah. The break dancing, it was before this. Like, this is not the same, but this reminds me of something like, um, and again, it's not the same, but it's the best example I can give related to the time period. It was like when when they did um, Glacier in WCW. They do this damn Mortal Kombat gimmick years after Mortal Kombat was was a thing. It, it was just past its time is my point. I, like, I feel like him dancing and doing that gimmick is just past its time. Like, I don't, I just, I didn't get it. 
and he's gonna be able to look at yeah, like, the break dance. I'm like, dude, I mean, he's doing the windmill. <sighs> okay. And no one responds. I don't know. There was a couple fellas in the crowd that were having a good time, but it just ain't for me, man. He's like a cross between Gary Young from World Class and Dirk Diggler from Boogie Nights. That's nice. Well, we get another debut um, up next. We're going to see the Samoan SWAT team, Fatu and Samu versus Dale Laparus and Bob Emery. And they are, give them credit, they are trying to plug this Chi-Town Rumble. Uh, Every single segment ends with a Chi-Town Rumble pay-per-view plug here. So we're getting a lot of that. But we get um, the Samoan SWAT team uh, against uh, Dale Laparus and Bob Emery. Uh, Someone thought it was a good idea for Sting to be out there on commentary. Uh, Jesus op- Christ. What? <laughs> what? Go ahead. <laughs> it just pissed me off because it's like the Tony <laughs> Schiavone thing of like we run a TV company. So we messed up their go back a second. Just one more second to the to the Chiron there on the screen, my friend. Yeah. OK, I'll, I'll pause it when we get to it. But go when, ahead. It, when it gets to there. So stings out for no reason. We mess up the debut so they don't get an entrance. And then, hold on. Are they going to? I didn't. didn't Where's the Chiron? There it is. There it is. They misspell Samoans. (laughs) Samoans instead of Samoans. Samoans. So basically, they have done three things to fuck this debut up. They have cut to Sting, they miss their entrance, and they misspell their name. In the words of Tony Schiavone, God damn it, we're a TV company. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to say. It, it, this really pissed me off, too, because the Samoans are an impressive tag team. This ain't the damn Commandos. And yeah. they're the, it says the Samoans. Well, that would be Alpha and Sika. This is the Samoan SWAT team. Well, Alpha and Sika, I knew as the Wild Samoan, so I could, I felt there was a, a difference. But, but, but I agree. It should have said said the Samoan SWAT team. I do agree with you there. We we we. It should have said that. What were you about to say about? What were you about to, to say? Money, hard to draw money when we're over in the floor trying to suck our own dick. Uh, <laughs> what were you about to say about Sting? Because my thought when they Sting it's came on commentary, I don't think it's Sting's fault. There, it's just what the hell is he doing? It. It's why not him? Why did somebody send him out? Yes, that's what I say all the time. That the equivalent of what you just said is what I say a lot when I hear anyone complain about wrestlers nowadays that work for the WWE. I'm like, it's not them. They're just doing pin me, pay me. Like, so I don't to that point. It ain't Sting's fault. No. Why did no. somebody send him out there? Whose idea was this? It was not a good one. None of this is thought out whatsoever because then they're like Sullivan's out scouting them. Well, yeah. what the fuck college did they go to? They went to uh, Pango Pango State. Uh, I don't know. Boy, that kid really loved it. <laughs> that kid in the front row, yeah. Hey, look at crazy. 
He was and going these, nuts. Uh, the, and the real problem here, SST was good. They were impressive. Oh yeah, I I like them. They've uh, it's a good gimmick. They're wild. They're crazy. I mean, they're not the wild. And they're doing moments. everything to get over, and the company's doing nothing to help them. Boy, you could say that. And spoiler alert: they end up with Paul Lee as their manager. Um, yes. So, uh, Hopper, any thoughts on this on this match here? I, everything they do looks looks fucking perfect. Yeah, yeah, they're vicious. Nothing's wasted with them. Right. I like them. I really do. They're they're a good tag team. They're the um, team that we needed when we got the Commandos. What the fuck, look, bro? Look at Paul Jones. <laughs> I think that might be one of his last TV appearances because we talked about he's that on the Clash. Look like a fucking newscaster. Well, he's gonna be at Shotown Rumble. <laughs> it's nice. I said one of Doc. <laughs> I'm gonna pause it on him because he did. He looks like a he looks like a newscaster or some uh, corporate exec. <laughs> <laughs> or a fucking game show host. That's a good one too. Where is it at? Oh man, him and Sullivan—they're out there scouting. They're out there talking about who can chop up the fattest line and snort it. No, oh, come on. <laughs> I thought you were about to say they're out there. <laughs> Never mind. Grow up. Uh, yeah. All right. Okay. Any other thoughts on this match, Doc? I thought the SST was super impressive in this match. They look good. They look they look formidable. This is a good addition to the tag team ranks. Well said. Well said. Well, after the SST, there is a Sting promo. He's Sting is excited. He's talking about Butch Reed, but he doesn't scream at the end. So it was like anticlimactic, and I'm not gonna play it because. I need a Sting scream at the end where he goes nuts for no reason. Doc, any thoughts on Sting? No, I'm nice. going to take a piss. Look okay. at that frog splash from the SWAT. That team. was nice. Yeah. Yeah. What a, that, I mean, he, dude, I don't, I mean, he flew across that ring. Watch it. Boom. That looked good. Love it. Okay. Uh, go take a piss. Uh, any thoughts you from Sting, Hopper? No. All right. No. It, it, it was very anti-climatic um, at best, so and, and uh, that's all I'll say. All right, so in a second, when this thing speeds up, I'm going to go to Barry Windham and Hiro Matsuda along with Kendall Windham. Um, let's see, here it is. Welcome back, fans, to World Championship Wrestling Hero Superstation TBS. We've talked about all the big matchups come Monday night in Chicago, and Mr. Matsuda, I know that the United States title, one of the most lucrative titles in the sport today. And I'm sure that Barry Windham is more than prepared, but Lex Luger is a great challenger, as you know. I beg your pardon? Yeah, well, good. Tell me, what do you say? First of all, Mr. Matsuda has assured everyone out there that there will be no problems in defeating Lex Luger in this championship bout. Now, Lex Luger, you come to town, believe me, you look phenomenal. You look the very best that you have ever looked in your career. But let me tell you what, I know you inside and out, and I've got you figured out, and I know every move that you're capable of. So, Mr. Luger, when you step in the ring with me, be prepared to walk out of the ring unsuccessful, because 
if all else fails, you know how I work. And with Mr. Matsuda and with Big KW right beside me, there's no way on this earth or in this world or any way at all that I can walk away defeated. What you're basically saying is that if you have to cheat to win, that's what you're going to do. Listen, I'm keeping this belt no matter what. All right, fans. Well, the one man that will have something to say about that is the total package. So uh, Wyndham lied through his teeth saying he understood Matsuda right there. Um, JR popped me when he said, I beg your pardon. Anyway, yeah. uh, said he's keep, Wyndham said he's keeping his belt no matter what. Doc, uh, or, or, or go to Harper first. Harper, any thoughts? Yeah. The fucking, how the fucking Japanese guy talk is just to piss people off. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I honestly, I didn't think about it, but you're right. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> and true. All right. So, uh, Harper, Doc, your thoughts? I I love Barry, man. He's a badass. But it, I think he's struggling in this Matsuda deal because they're like, okay, now you're a corporate entity. And Rick's like, fuck it, I'll just be me. And Barry's slightly altered to try to be more like corporate-like. And so what it means is he keeps calling him Mr. Luger. I hate that. Mr. Luger. It seems... what it ends up sounding is more impersonal and I like personal issues. So that's just my observation. Uh, I didn't, I didn't see that. Hey, 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 I didn't see that part, but, um, what I, what I always think when I see him with Matsuda is I feel like Lex, I'm sorry, Barry benefited from JJ being able to cut some long promos and Lex Barry could kind of like chime in after JJ said his piece. And I think that's missing too, along with what you said, doc. Okay. So, and on that note, on that note, I'm guessing y'all want to talk about the two ladies on the screen, even though I'm staying out of this. What's what's our, what's our timestamp? The left one's cute. One oh one. Okay, we're gonna no, no, we're gonna get back to her in a minute. So let's don't stop here. I also missed something earlier, but think about this. Earlier in the night, in this show, Jr. said you could call their nine hundred number to listen to the pay per view. That's what it, that. Oh, what? Wouldn't that cost like five hundred bucks? If you stayed on for all one hundred eighty minutes. Could you imagine what would have happened to your back door if you had to pull that shit off? <laughs> your parents got that phone bill. Remember when you got a phone bill that had every call you made on it? Yeah. Man, fuck my that. ass would still be healing from the beating I would have gotten from my mother. Yeah. Five hundred bucks, man. If twenty nine ninety nine was too much, what would five hundred bucks do to you? Five hundred oh, yeah. phone bill. Fuck that. JR was pimping that 900 line all the way back. Harper, can you imagine if you would have got a phone bill that high? That's fucking for... And, and Is that really how much it would cost? $500? I don't well, know. No. It's like if it's a dollar a minute or $2 a minute, it's shit's fucking... That's fucking stupid. Well, Dude, you didn't, not even 500 Just imagine if you called that hotline like once a week. It was like 50 bucks. And you stayed on for 
you know, at two dollars a minute, you stayed on ten for minutes. If I'd have minutes. stayed on for five minutes, I'd have got a question. Well, no, that's my point. Like you're you're a kid, you're just thinking, okay, I call and then I'm on for five ten minutes bucks. this week. Ten so, bucks would have raised the alarm in my house. Well, they, so five minutes, so ten minutes, you're on for for week one, and so there you go. Ten times two is twenty bucks. By the end of the month, you get to eighty bucks. So you got eighty more dollars on your phone bill. Man, my mom would have freaking taken a bat that had splinters coming out of it. Five more more dollars than normal would have been like, what are you doing? Dude, a dollar and 20 cents would have got me in trouble more. Yep. You know, know, uh, Luke told me uh, a neighbor of his used to talk on a phone on a porch on old, you know, cordless phone when he was a kid. I think they would leave it out there. And they would, he used to use that phone to call the fucking one the one nine hundred numbers to these 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 fucking wrestling numbers. That's nice for the, for the scoops and shit. <laughs> Once a carny. Oh, he's a carny. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. <laughs> Look at Steinborn in the ring here. He's in with Luger. He's a mess. He can't keep his strap up. Yeah. Look his, at his, it. His, his singlet is his singlet's um having issues staying on his shoulder. Jesus Christ! If Fix I your raw strap, asshole. Oh, shit! I want to see a girl <laughs> having a big titty slop out. Not this dickhead. All right. Uh, so, any thoughts on uh, as we keep going, Luger and Steinborn, Doc? Uh, Luger won by not not by the torture rack, huh? Yeah, tell the people how he won. Shit, I didn't write that down. What was oh it? A superplex off the second rope? There you go. He brings it up and then doesn't know what happened. I did know what happened. Okay. I couldn't remember. It's been a while, pal. I drink a lot. There's a lot on my mind. I watch a lot of wrestling. And we wrestle here. That's yeah. right. All right. Let's keep going. We got Paulie who is going to cut a quick promo on Cornette. Hey, my man, my man, my man, my man. What? He says my man a lot. Oh, yeah. Well, he's leading up to the match. It's like Dr. Tom with his hair. Watch out here. Count them. Fans, we're going to see Dick Murdoch and Michael Hayes in tag team action in just one moment. But Paulie dangerously has asked for this time to make it. Obviously, something very important for you. I came out here before and I told you people you were witnessing a funeral because you were seeing Bobby and Stan and Jimmy Cornette together for the very last time. Now, Jimmy Cornette, in just 48 hours, you and I are going to be involved in a professional wrestling match, a six-man tag team match. And if Dennis Condry doesn't get you, Randy Rose will. And if Randy Rose doesn't get you, my man, I'm going to. But one way or another, Jim Cornette, Dennis won't be out of a job, Randy won't be out of a job, and my man, I'm not going to be out of the job. Because on February 21st, I'm going to sign a very lucrative contract. My man, you're out of the NWA, you're out of professional wrestling, and when I'm done with you, you'll rot in the devil's playground. You can bank on it Monday night. All right, that's plenty from him, I can tell you that right. Dude, Paulie in his phone. I never told you this story, Doc. I had a friend of mine. His mom had like you know the old cordless phones when they had the the, the antenna. 
the actual pull-out antenna that you know yeah. you pull the metal antenna. This dude used to ride around the neighborhood. He would take the phone and he would he would for for just some unknown reason and he would get strange looks. I guess that's the reason. Would 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 act like he was talking on the phone driving around like the city. Like he's a pimp. Yeah. And people would I remember in a car with him. And people would be look like you'd pass somebody and they'd see that's the phone. For getting in a car like that. Excuse me? You shouldn't be getting in a car with people that stupid. So anyway, he's driving and he's got the antenna extended and he's like hanging out the car talking on it. And it's funny because you see people when they look like, what in the piss is going on? Like, like he's talking on that thing. Anyway, Paulie out there with this stupid phone. That's, that's not a, it's a cordless cell phone. It's not even a cellular phone. Yeah, no. Oh, man. Paulie was trying to, Paulie was trying to tell you his career trajectory there though. Really? Explain. Look, pal, I'm not getting fired. I know how to keep a job. Whoa. Oh. There's some truth to that. Man, how how has he stayed up there that long? Being yeah, as disliked no. being as disliked as he is. He's a great it's pretty, politician. It's pretty remarkable. Oh, it is. It's tremendous that he's that he's kept that job that long. I agree. All right, well... Um, I think Vince Harper. is trying to figure out the day he's finally going to have the heart attack and firing the day before so he doesn't have to pay for his health insurance. That's nice. Hobber, wow. any other thoughts on Paulie's promo? He did. I mean, like what Doc said, hey, man. He's, he's still <laughs> 23. He's got verbal crutches that he uses, that, and you can tell. I mean, you mm. can also tell that he's got a shit ton of talent but you know right there with you uh michael hayes and dick murdoch defeat mac anderson and el negro jim ross says el negro good god jr oh oh did he yes okay so this is the third week where they're messing with murdoch putting him in with el negro (laughs) jesus (laughs) these carny ass wrestlers these wrestlers God, and it's then, so wow. And then this guy Mac Anderson looks like a he looks like Buzz Sawyer to me. Yes, yeah, he does. Yes, yes. <laughs> With a bald he head, took a nice. He took a nice bump there. God Almighty, Michael Hayes. <laughs> he's built well. He's just balding. He's got that uh. That uh, what eighth grade math teacher uh hair look, but he's got a big thick yes. beard. Okay, so I need you to give. Where are we at on time here? Just tell me what you need. I'm at one eleven twenty seven. I need one seventeen twenty five with audio, and it's the most unfortunate moment in the history of wrestling. Boy, you just moved ahead to the next match. That's what I was afraid of. We don't okay. need to hear from Steamboat again. Here's Abdullah. Okay, hold on. So let me tell the people where we're going. So, you know, Hayes and Murdoch win their match against uh, Anderson and El Negro. Uh, Steamboat cuts a promo. I agree. I thought it was okay. I mean, look, we've said it. We're not here for that. We're here for the match. And then we go to Abdullah the Butcher, who's going to wrestle Rick Allen. He's going to beat Rick Allen. But there is something said, and I had the same note, Doc. So, yes, let's play that. This is fucking terrible. Terrible. Wow. This is worse. 
Harper, this is worse than the cameraman showing the special fella in Smoky Mountain. Oh my God! Really? Play it. Paul, Paulie. There would be some canceling going on if this happened today. So here it is. Give well, it about I don't know if we're talking seconds. about the same thing then. I think we are. Here, well, let's just go to it. Here it is. Call Nielsen people to make sure they were judging to see how high the ratings are up since I've been out here for a couple minutes now. Did I really miss Steamboat? You really missed him, but you can, I think, uh, Magnum, I think it'd be a good idea for Paul to interview Abdullah. There's a young lady, Trina Carroll, celebrating her 18th birthday here in the studios. Is she 18 now? Yeah, she's 18 now. What do you mean now? You got a phone number? No, I don't have a phone number. Maybe you ought to give it to Jim Cornette. He'll need all the. He'll have a lot of time on his hands after Monday night. <laughs> you want to interview Abdullah Paul? Uh, well, no, not really. I didn't think so. Bro. You know, Jim, I think. I don't know, bro. I I, I know she's eighteen, yeah. but but. But still. Pawning... You just done a net. Go ahead. I'm just saying. You just stamped on her forehead. She's doable now. Well, there's that side of it, too. There's that side of it, too. But I'm just saying, even if there's an 18-year-old girl in a crowd now, I'd have be hard-pressed for a manager and a commentator pointing out that she's 18. And, oh, by the way, we're going to go hook her up with the with the 30-year-old manager in the back so he can. That's nice. Banger. You know, yeah, I mean, like, I know she's legal. My point is, listen to how that sounds. Doesn't that seem a little Wrong. weird to you? Bruh. They just advertise this poor girl. I mean, I know she's 18, okay? But they advertise. Oh, Jesus. But she, I mean, that's her first day of 18. It ain't like she's a salty veteran at 18. I that agree. made it sound like we've been waiting for her to turn 18. That's what so I'm saying. Can't... It sounds yeah. filthy. We've been, we, we know her. And we're all shooting dice game craps in the back to see who gets the first turn. Come on. <laughs> it's it seems slimy, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> man, I ugh. and man You look at you look at life really different when you any man out there with a daughter I feel can relate, but you look at things completely different. I know I do. Yeah. As mine but gets it, older and is almost 13 now. Well, th- that's a 100% true and you 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 then live long enough to watch things evolve over time. I mean, R Kelly's a pariah now, but Led Zeppelin had teenage, you know, rats. And I don't mean 18. Whoa. You see, uh, I, I mean, I there's pretty good documented evidence of like 14. 14. Let me let me put it out there like this. I don't know what you're talking about because I had no idea about this. So I'm just going to take that for, you know, for what, whatever you're saying. But if you're one of these Grizzly Smith son, son of a guns out there, screw you and the horse you rode in on. And that's the nice yeah, thing. Yeah, so I here's, the, here's the thing. You. you know, we talk filthy on this show. And, and you know, we like to we like our, our ladies. But we like our ladies, not our girls. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I don't know about ladies. I'm married, man. I got one that's hard enough to deal with. I don't know how Harper does it, man. How he hasn't had a heart attack yet. 
Well, we used to we used to watch that show Big Love with the Mormons. Man, I was like, this motherfucker's got three wives. Fuck that. No shit. That's some serious uh, stress. I'm trying to please okay. three fucking women at the same time. Well, I think if you're in a religion that allows you to have three women, pleasing them is not really the top of the list. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Dama, look, I know nothing about whatever that is. Doc is going to stand on that on himself. I don't, whatever. Okay. All I'm saying is, is that the girls that we talk about on this show are ladies. They're women. Oh, we double check. We don't even... <laughs> We double check. We're not even. Uh, I'm like tread lightly, man. Hold on. Okay. Uh. So yeah. that Abdullah was that was foul. That was that oh. was pretty filthy. Hopper, you agree hey. that was filthy? Yes. Hey, let's take one of the hottest guys in the promotion and stuff him in a tag team going nowhere. Jesus Christ. Um. We talk. If you want to know what Doc's talking about related to Rick Steiner being the, one of the hottest guys in the promotion and having his jets cooled, I highly recommend you become a patron and get the Clash audio because we have a long discussion about that related to Rick Steiner and how he's just been cooled off at this point after his big win at Starcade, in our opinion at least. So Rick yes. Steiner and Eddie, Rick Steiner and Eddie Gilbert are out there. They're about to defeat Cruel Connection one and two. Uh, I got nothing from it other than to say I feel like the 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 you know, Steiner's jets are just being, you know, doused in and, water. Dude, Go ahead, Alper. Gilbert had, he had uh, JYD, didn't he? Simmons. Simmons. He, he yeah. had uh, Butch Reed. No, Simmons. No, Simmons. Was it, uh, uh, was it? Okay. And, it was Simmons. And he had, he had Steve Boat for that one match. Uh-huh. And now it's fucking Scott Steiner. Who's, I mean, fuck. Everything was airtight, brother. <laughs> oh, they cooled them off. Well, yeah. they're going to win this match, and that's all I got from it. Doc, you got anything else? No. And here's the thing. I like Gilbert and what he's been doing. And we all like what Steiner's been doing. There's just no reason for this. No, there is no reason. They just—it's like just—it's like they're throwing fucking darts on a wall. Say, who's yep. gonna be Gibson's tag team partner? All right, boom. All right, this guy's uh, Rick Steiner. The George Scott era. You don't know what I'm talking about? Go Google uh, Corny's YouTube, and uh, I'm sure he's got some wonderful yeah, thoughts on. I was on. looking on here, like for the, I think in two weeks they had the fucking Iron Sheik on air. Oh yeah, yeah, Sheik's coming. Yeah, Sheiky baby's I was coming. Like, Holy shit! He's gonna work like, a feud with Sting Hopper. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Um, and then we didn't even talk about this because we were talking about the kid's birthday there. But Abdullah stood there and put a fucking jobber in a nerve hold for six minutes. That's not the that's not the Abdullah I want to see. And the crowd was bored. The crowd should never be bored if Abdullah's there. Yes. They should be scared. That's right. Magnum was trying to 
scared of people at home because he was talking about the time Abdullah chewed the podium when uh, JR was mm-hmm. in him that time. Magnum brought that up during the match. I did have that note. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it, it it just went on for a while. And then this match goes on for a little while, too. Not not terribly long, but long enough. Uh, and then, um, Doc, do you have anything from the – from the closing promo when with Eddie Gilbert and Rick Steiner, because that's how they close things out. I thought it popped me a little bit that like Gilbert was over at the monitor. I mean, uh, Steiner was over at the monitor looking at Gilbert instead of looking at him standing there. He got confused. But I mean, shit ain't going nowhere. So what's the fuck point? That's <laughs> um, yeah. Unfortunately, like I forget when Rick loses the. I forget when Rick loses the title. Well, it might be Monday night at the at the Chi Town Rumble, pal. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. They just, they just added more uh, seats, so if you're in the surrounding <laughs> area, folks, and uh, if you haven't haven't gotten a ticket, I suggest you at your. Uh, We've recently released seats convenience. in the Golden Horseshoe, where you can have a free pizza party and you be served by Hooters waitresses. Yeah. All right, so. With them saying all of that, we do need to rate this thing because that's how it goes. And, Doc, you go first on the rating. Why do I have to go first? Because I asked you to. Yeah. Well, 88 minutes is a long time to do anything but drink beer or sleep. And there's holes in this show. Don't get me wrong. But man, we still have a very talented roster. We had a debut of a really kick-ass tag team. Um, we're talking our way into four four big title matches on Monday night. So on that end, I'm pretty excited. Uh, I'm going to say, I've been saying this a lot lately. I think I'm going to stick with it. Uh, give me a B plus. Wow, I'm kind of shocked. Harper, you, what are you giving it? I'm going to give it a B. A B. I've got a B written down, too. We we, we saw that the Samoa SWAT team showed up. I mean, that fucking shy tie rumble shit sounds like it's going to be fucking good. Oh, it is. Well, and, don't don't judge it by the first forty five minutes. Okay, well, we got like a Kendall Wyndham versus the Italian Stallion and shit like that. Hmm. Something like that. <laughs> I can't. But I Mike would get mad if I gave anything away on the free feed. <laughs> no. Okay. He's it's trying to monetize. Way. He's trying to monetize the platform. That's nice. Um, okay, so... I believe what he told me earlier today was if we could get enough of these dopes to give us their money, then they'll pay us for the content. That sounds about right. Yeah. Believe that in sounds Doc like the kind of shit Mike, Mike is, uh, talks about. Believing Doc is detrimental to one's health, but... Uh, all right, so you gave it a um, you gave it a B plus. B. Harper and I gave it two Bs. I like wrestling more than the two of you. I get it. Okay. And on that note, um, Doc's making fun of uh, the Patreon and getting the extra stuff. You can get it at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. 
We also need to give out a Rolex. I tell you what, I'm going to give mine to Stan. Who are you giving yours to, Doc? Stan was definitely in the consideration for that one-liner about flat-chested women. But since I don't like flat-chested women, I couldn't give it to him. Man, I'm going with Kevin Sullivan. I thought, I mean, again, he goes out there and talks about doing bodily damage to Hawk. That that's that's real talk. I mean, can't just say that. So I'm gonna give it to uh, the devil. Hmm. Interesting. All right. It was a good promo. Uh, Hopper, you? I give mine to Sullivan as well, man. See. You were the one that's wrong. Way to be wrong, Mike. Uh, Okay. Well, on that note, I want to remind everyone, uh, now that we've rated it and whatnot, uh, to please use our Amazon referral link. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Great way to support this show without spending anything extra. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, whatever you have in your life, significant others, uh, family members. Make sure you give that to them and tell them to use it each and every time they shop on Amazon. It's a great way to support this show without spending anything extra. If you're already shopping on Amazon, show gets some kickback in return. So please use hey, that link again. Let me, let me ask you something. Mike, are you getting as many packages to the house as I am during this time of our lives? Mm, not really, to be honest. I mean, I guess you're okay. getting a lot, it seems. Or I could build a fucking 5,000-story house out of cardboard right now. (laughs) Oh, really? Okay. Seriously? Yeah. I have, like, legitimately four shoot, three different staging areas where I'm breaking down boxes in my garage to try to fit them in so that it doesn't just take up the entire garage so that I can get them in my (laughs) recycling bin. Uh, that's a shoot. Must be nice to be that rich, I guess. I wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't say that they're like, I'm ordering like expensive things. It's, just, I, it's really the sheer volume of boxes that shows up. And the other thing here is, in her defense, Amazon doesn't always ship that shit right. They ship that shit like potato chips in a potato chip bag. I mean, you get this big ass box and you <laughs> open it up. Yeah, I, a, I know, right? There's a it's fucking like, pack of pack of Trident in there in this box that you could have fit, you know, a refrigerator in. So it makes me think, oh, maybe they fucked up and gave me too much. Right. And, but no, <laughs> they didn't. You're right, though. That's exactly what they do. Hey, Doc. So anyway, you know, what's up? You know, it came out this day in uh, 1983. 1980. Oh shit! I think I saw this earlier. Uh. 83. No. The Trooper. My kid loves that song. That's one of his favorite jams. Eight years old. Yeah. Y'all want to have fun with some Sopranos or y'all got to roll? I got a couple of minutes, but I do need to roll. But this one is worth sticking around for. Okay, so... Would you rather the one where they're at the bada bing and yes. they're first you selling? Me earlier? I played you. Did I play the bada bing one or did I play the, or did I play this one where they're? Yes. Yes. This one is the one Finn. you want. 
Yeah. Okay, so you weren't the one who were talking to Finn. So the one before they were talking to Finn is the the the, the line where they're trying to figure out that he was spotted in the, in the the bar. But all right, let's go to this one. If you're easily offended by the f word, I got to tell you, this is uh this is the Sopranos. This is not us. Anyway, here it is. Uh, Finn says that Vito is a um, gay man. Here we go. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> Before we cornered you in the porta potty, when the security guy was sucking him off. Well, once it, it was the other way around. What? Vito was blowing the security guard. Son of a bitch! Catching, not pitching. He's not gonna know I told you? You ain't gonna have no problem from Vito, believe me. What are you gonna do? It'll be okay. Get him to pay for some therapy. Oh, look, why don't you, uh, let's go out front, get yourself a sandwich, any kind you like, huh? Soda. Uh, when we're done here, somebody will take you back. All right. I want to kill the fat faggot myself, be a fucking honor. Cut off his piece of deal and feed it to him. There could be no mistake now. I can't believe I stuck up for him. I feel like I've been stabbed in the heart. Well, we can't have him here in our social club no more. I mean, that much I do know. The social club? He's got to go. I want to think about it. Yeah, I, I don't know. What the fuck? What is there to think about? Sit down. Fuck that, I'll say it again. What the fuck is there to think about? You gonna take care of his kids? After he's gone? It's true. They didn't do nothing. <laughs> Poor little guys. Now sit down. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry if I yelled, T. It's just, how much more betrayal can I take? <laughs> Vito a fag, big construction tycoon. Tone, when he was always talking about greasing the union, who knew that's what he meant? <laughs> All right, this stage in these four walls. This show is so fantastic. And here's the thing. There's so much going on with how everybody's acting that scene that doesn't come through in the audio. Just looking at that for the first time in a while. Master class of acting. On such a humorous scene. Yeah. Did you see that, like, um, Moltisanti was in them more recently on a podcast and they were talking about that. And he goes, I wasn't sure if this was a comedy or not. And at the end of episode one, I said, well, maybe I could just go give my some my story to Hollywood. And I was just expecting Gandolfini to be like, oh, no, you don't want to do that. And he didn't know that Gandolfini was going to grab him. And grab him and get hot with him. And he's like, I didn't know. That's pretty awesome. There's so much comedy in it that. It's hard. You gotta watch it to under to appreciate it. I love when Tony talks to him to, uh, 
a Meadows Go get boyfriend. yourself a Go get he yourself like, a seal. Yeah, like he's fucking eight years old. Like here's a <laughs> here's a couple quarters. The guy that missed Pac-Man man, uh, machine out there. Play a couple of games, and we'll, you know we'll, <laughs> we'll be get right out. Home. We'll get you home. <laughs> man, Tony looks huge there too. Man, he's fat as fuck. Yeah. I like when Finn's like, what are you going to do? <laughs> Christopher, hold on. Let me, let me play it. Let me play it. Because it's so awesome. He's like, well, what are you going to do? And Christopher's like, oh, we'll get him to pay for some therapy and everything will be all right. When deep down inside, they're going to kill him. if they. Yeah. I want to kill the fat myself. Hey, get him to pay for some therapy. Oh, look, why don't you uh, go up front? Get yourself a sandwich, any kind you like, huh? Soda. Uh, when we're done here, somebody will take you back. Right. <laughs> it's like Doc just said. He pats him on the back. His four quarters. Go play Miss Pac-Man. Have a good time. Somebody will take you home as soon as we're done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, that was fun. Uh, if, you right, missed it, if you missed it in the beginning, no uh, I was just going to say, if you missed it in the beginning, there is a new uh, Sopranos podcast, uh, Christopher and, um, Bobby Bacale, they, they, they stole our idea and they're doing a Sopranos watch along type gimmick. Uh, so there you go. Go listen to it. Talking to Sopranos or talking Sopranos is what it's called. And again, the, uh, to the 50 to 60 people who messaged me about it, uh, I'm sorry I didn't respond, but, uh, yes, uh, there you go. Go, uh, go listen to it. It's a, it's a great show. All right, Harper. What? Oh, I think we're about ready to ride off into on our Kawasaki mules. Yeah. Mike, do you have anything else? Check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, Northern Version BTC. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us. Please support them. And then check out the Bottom Line cast with, uh, ECW, with our ECW hosts, uh, Mike Prue and JV as well, uh, each and every week. So there you go. That's all I got. Uh, appreciate them for plugging us, and uh, they support us. So again, please support them. Harper, uh, if you don't have any other updates or anything we got to get to, hit the tagline, get us out of here.